What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, GP. GP's already laughing, so we know it's going to be a comedy show this morning. How are you, GP? Oh, I am just amazing. Yeah? Are you doing better? It is. You're doing better today. You didn't sleep on the U.S.-Mexico border I, last night. I've showered and not been on the Mexican border. I am feeling great. That's good. That's good. Bruce, how are you this morning? Healthy life. Doing well. This is breaking. This is literally breaking. Just maybe Mm-mm. 10, 15 minutes ago while we were, while we were talking amongst ourselves. The... State of Texas, Governor Greg Abbott down there has just announced that masks are no longer required in the state of Texas and all businesses can open at 100% capacity. And following suit, the state of Mississippi has also done just the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, partly why he's uh, saying open 100%. Uh, Because they got Uh, hammered during the storm. Well, number one, um, there has been a um, conservative, shall we say, that has risen up and has gained a little bit of prominence there in, in Texas and uh, has been hammering him quite heavily for the lockdowns, the mass mandates, all that stuff. When Texas is supposed to be the leader of you know the freest state, if you will, right? And Texas was 30th on freest states. So in other Actually, words, they're doing a horrible job. I would have argued that your state is online to be the uh or excuse me on track to be the uh the most free to be fair due to the legislation they've put out this week that we've talked about yeah uh, uh, in in reference to the covid thing which i was talking about we're 12th so we're i don't know freer. what you guys are talking about here in california we're the free estate we're told that all the time and we're forced to believe it we're told that all the time <laughs> yeah. we're told that all the time we are yeah. absolutely the free estate the, the government said so, so it has to be true, right? <laughs> what what happened? What happened to that uh, that that mayor of yours out there? He's disappeared. I haven't seen Garcetti? anything. Yeah, what happened to Garcetti the machete? <laughs> I haven't seen this guy in months. Where did he go? <laughs> I think he's driving a coyote vehicle right now. I don't know. <laughs> oh don't God, know <laughs> that horrible accident. That was oh my goodness. No, that's not the. That's not what I was really referencing. Oh, that, that oh I'm was, sorry. That yeah. is that was horrible. That twenty seven people in an SUV. Uh, honestly, yeah. the loss of that human life bad. is tragic. That, 15, that is, what yeah. is it, 17 people, 27 15. people, 50 people in an SUV? No, no, 27 15. in the SUV, 15, yeah. 15 died. 27 people piled up in an SUV at the Mexican-American border coming, you know, on well, do you get it, it happened people. on this side. How, how do you get you 27 You on top people? of each other. It, it's, it's disturbing how much, you know, these guys that bring people across the border, how they pack the people in. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. terrifying. They they stuff them in like uh they compartment like where the glove box is. They've actually like cut it out so you can like sit so, shove someone in there. It's like they tuck them all over the place in there. Mm-hmm. I've seen how they they tuck them in. It it's it's pretty inhuman. Terrifying what, what they do. Yeah. And I I have to jump on board with what GP's saying. It's a horrible loss of life. Even though they were illegally here, we don't want to see death. Right. That's not. It's not what we're about. We don't want to see that. Well, we're we're guessing it was illegally here because mm. you don't you don't shove twenty seven people into a Ford Explorer is what it looked like. It was a you YouTube don't. video gone bad. Yeah, yeah. 
they clipped a gravel truck. So mm-hmm. killed fifteen. That's fifteen. Horrible. That's that's terrible. It was as bad as like when I first saw that headline. I mean, I didn't see how many cars were involved or anything like that. I certainly didn't see that there were twenty seven people in an SUV. But I I fir- my first thought to that was. There was some big pileup in L.A. or something because it just said California. It didn't say where. But my first thought was there was some big pileup in L.A. And it was something like what we saw in Texas a few weeks ago with that hundred and something car and truck pileup and like seven mm-hmm. people were killed. That's That was what my mm-hmm. thought was, because when you see a traffic accident in California and it makes international headlines like it's on the news over here and 15 people got killed in a traffic accident, that's a big deal. Like that's a that's a really big deal. But I didn't realize that 27 people were in one vehicle. Yeah, and it looks like it was a two-vehicle accident is all it was. A gravel truck and the SUV is what it looks like. Crazy. The, the SUV clipped the, the gravel truck. I, I, it says the, it said tractor trailer, uh, so I don't know exactly where they clipped it. I'm a, Based on the fact that it was T-boned, I'm wondering if they were trying to pass the truck and merge too quickly and clip the back end of the vehicle. They fishtail and the truck smashes into them. That's kind of my guess. Whatever the situation, we've lost 15 human beings on this planet. It could have made a difference. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, on to, I mean, since we're talking about cars, I know this is a terrible segue given given the uh, circumstances. Self-driving cars? Is that where you're going? Because it, it would have totally solved this problem. They would have not crashed. That's true. If we had yeah, self-driving that, that's cars. That's true. That's true. If we had autonomous vehicles with with green passes, that would, I mean, that okay. would solve everything. I don't know about these self-driving car things because here shortly in the future, they're going to write a country song. About the guy's pickup truck leaving the guy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. true. Of course, that that is if country music is not illegal at that point. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Well, it is white supremacy. I got left yeah, by my yeah. pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you play it backwards, the truck comes back to you. Yeah. 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 Right. Mm. Truck comes back. Girlfriend's there. Yeah. Yeah. GP, do you own a Tesla? Yeah, my pickup yet? truck and my wife left. I miss my truck. Do, do you own a Tesla yet? No. 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 Have you ever I'm looked going, at them? We're, Oh yeah, absolutely. Look, yeah. They they just don't interest you. They're awesome. No, no, they do. They do. But I mean, I've uh, even looked at. Know, them. I, I'm serious. I've even looked at them. I went into one of their uh, one of their uh, places. I mean, oh, hell, you and I walked past one of their um, uh, their mm-hmm. dealerships. I actually went into one uh, when I was in Berlin, and th- I mean, those things are amazing. They had a Model Three in there. I don't want. I, I don't want to overconsume in this planet as we are. I already have consumed many vehicles and and purchased many vehicles, and I don't want to. I want to use them or recycle them by giving them, of course, giving them or selling them to other people. And until I'm out of these vehicles that I currently have, I'm not going to go ahead and purchase more. Well, no, I understand that. It's, I, it's, I was just, just asking global you responsibility. Were, That's I all. understand. I was asking you if you were looking at buying one possibly in the future. But I, I, I if 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 my cars, if my if if I'm still here in the this good old U.S. of A. and I'm not consistently traveling yeah, across I, the planet. Yeah, GP, I don't have your room ready yet. You need to wait a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still digging that guest room for you. So you're, <laughs> you're okay. Good, to... good, 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 good. <laughs> no, because if I'm traveling, you know, six to nine months out of the year, I don't really want to push a vehicle, but I do like yeah, the concept, I like the concept of the electric vehicles. I like the uh, possibility of being able to assist in powering it, you know, being able to create a grid or work into the grid to be able to power it. But a current technology is really limited on being able to self-generate enough power to charge it because the amount of solar yeah. panels that would be required would cover most people's properties. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, if you if you go and you, you buy one of these vehicles, I mean, you plug them in, you're still charging them using 
CO2 emissions. But the only difference is, is you're not generating the CO2 emissions from the car. You're generating them at the local power station. That's where your yes. CO2 emissions are at. So you've just you've taken these the emissions off of the car and you've put them into one centralized place. Mm -hmm. And then there's also destructive damages. You know, people are saying that oil is damaged. Yeah, oil is horrifically damaging. Yeah. But unless you guys have ever seen a lithium mine. Yes. Those um, are, I mean, those I are should, you should take a, take a gander. And the cobalt. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And the countries that are just devastated, the people. Oh, it's so painful. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the emissions of the transport, right? You have to transport mm -hmm. all those things. Right. Every, right single, every single step of that process of refinement to make those batteries, that's another step in that process, right? So there's emissions for each one of those. But I think mm -hmm. the good news is in the grand scheme of things, if you're interested in a Tesla, if you're interested in one of those, Musk has said that he's going to try and drop the price of the three, the Model 3, down even lower mm -hmm. so more people can afford it. I, I think that's great. And he's looking mm -hmm. also, I, I, heard him on, uh, I heard him on a podcast the other day. He's also in the process of possibly getting, he's, well, we know he's doing the semi-trucks, uh, the, mm -hmm. the semi-trucks. We know he's getting into that. One was actually spotted out on a road somewhere uh, testing and someone mm -hmm. actually caught it on video. And the thing was dead quiet. It was dead quiet mm -hmm. uh, in its uh, uh, in the way that it moves because obviously it's all you know batteries mm -hmm. and, and electric. The and noise, Bruce, the noise pollution reduction will be amazing. It'll be awesome with all of this. Yes, yeah. But the the other thing that he says he's looking at getting into is possibly, and this was just possibly uh, boats, electric boats, mm -hmm. Tesla boats. Can you imagine? I mean, you have a lot of uh, boating's a big thing out in Los Angeles, right? We have lots of electric boats here. Do you really? Lots of them. In fact, I've got three. Well, there's, we've got docks. We've got boats. <laughs> I, I didn't even, no, <laughs> seriously, called, I didn't even, Yeah. I didn't know electric boats were a thing. Oh my gosh, it's huge. Okay, just take a, take a gander at Newport Harbor. There are so many of these little electric boats. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. No, I understand engine, little, yeah. little electric boats, but we're talking about Elon Musk here. We're talking like okay, speed we're, boats, we're talking, and, and it's got to be really now cool. That's, no, that's not very common. But I'm looking at a few of these. Uh, I just uh, took a quick gander on some of these other electric boats. They've got some larger ones I'm seeing. Because like the Duffies, you know, which is really common. That's what's all over the harbors as these little electric Duffies, if you want to look at those. And uh, those hold, you know, six to eight people, and you just put around the harbor. And not very fast, but they're, they're a lot of fun. How long do they typically last, charge-wise? I don't know. I've never really tried to burn any of them out, the batteries, because you don't want the batteries to get below a certain charge. You're, you get a little meter that tells you, like, you're, if you're at 50% or whatever. And then, uh, it well, that's the older ones. The newer ones actually have a thing where it actually takes into consider, it programs in the type of battery that you're using, and then it'll it'll guide you through how much charge you have. It'll calculate zero to 100%. And I, I mean, I've gone around the, I've gone around the islands for, I, hour and change i think that's the longest i really go out there and i've still had charge so it's kind of uh, what you were saying there about batteries that's kind of typical of uh batteries in general you don't want to get them under a certain charge yes then they you, you you basically depending on the type uh you may actually ruin the battery uh if you get yes mm -hmm. yeah that's a big warning thing they say the thing to just don't go down to a certain point they say you know 25 percent 50%. Yeah. And some of them even, uh, depending yeah, on the battery. Yeah, 50%. Lead acid. Lead acids are 50. So you get down to what's 11.4 volts or something. I don't know. Something more in there. 
depending and, on the uh, battery as well you you also have the the like when you store it you're not supposed mm -hmm. to allow um store it at full charge you're supposed to reduce the charge yeah. and yeah you, obviously you have to research what battery you have and so forth but okay where were we else where were we going with this with the electric boats well i wasn't going to do that i was going to talk about edible race cars edible race cars yes um so it crashes into the audience and people get instead of popcorn they just attack the car well kind of there was a there was a, a group of people that actually made a, a race car made of cake. Okay, how fast could it go? Well, I'm not sure, uh, but it's they, they set the record for the fastest edible car in it. Seven, Guinness, eight miles the, an hour, and it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. They made it in there uh -huh. with this. They decided they were going to make a, uh, a a car made of cake, a race car made of cake. I, I don't know. It was a replica of uh, um, mm. of Michael Andretti's. Um, IndyCar. Mm -hmm. There's a, uh, let me see, there's a, now just some of the other notable things that are in the Guinness Book of World Records. The world's largest banana car is in there. Awesome. The world's, yeah. The world's longest limousine is in there. Mm -hmm. The largest parade of Volvo cars and even the world's hairiest car was in there. Mm. But a new, a new car. Yeah. Hairiest car. Mm -hmm. uh, a new car has gone into it now. Um, the fastest edible car. And it was made of cake. Mm. Uh, it was constructed on an aluminum chassis. The 649-pound mm -hmm. car took a team mm -hmm. of nine people 46 hours to build. And it was led by celebrity cake artist Mike Elder. Don't know who he is. The Black mm -hmm. Sheep Customs Cake customs cake owner and Food Network guest set a similar record in the past as he came up with this race to benefit the opening of the Ilani Casino on the Cowlitz Reservation in Washington. He and the team built two edible cars, one white and one black, and Elder raced a race car royalty, yeah, raced race car royalty uh, Michael Andretti down a parking garage ramp. And if you're wondering, Michael Andretti won. Mm -hmm. The car Andretti was piloting was a replica of his 1991 IndyCar National Championship race car. And the other one was modeled after his father's car, uh, Mario Andretti. Of course, everybody knows who Mario Andretti is. Earlier this year, they featured a they featured the uh, uh, the baker who created a nearly full size cake version of a Land Rover Defender, including an edible engine. I don't know how you do that. Uh, oh, it wasn't drivable, but it fed more than two thousand people. So I guess mm. that's yeah, that's that's interesting. Per the Guinness Book of World Records rules. Elder's car had to be 90% edible to qualify. The cake artist who once owned a hot rod shop started with a super light aluminum chassis fitted with axles and wheels that weighed about, that weighed about 65 pounds in total. And then they piled on 139 sheet cakes with a heavy hand of buttercream frosting and a sheet of fondant to seal it all together. Even the sponsor stickers were edible. Uh, Elder's car was made up of 145 sheet cake. That was Andretti's car. Uh, Elder's car was made up of 145 sheet cakes with buttercream and fondant and then painted with food-grade black coloring. Uh, each car was about 12 layers of cake tall at the cockpit level. So there you go. There you go. Uh, each one of the cars set a benchmark. Are you ready for this, GP? Are you ready for how fast oh, this, yeah, this, I, these I, cars I were? Okay. Can't wait. 17.08 miles per hour. That was the fastest. Ooh. Yeah, and crazy. the uh, the lo yeah, and the longest distance that they covered was 349 feet, which is a little bit more than the length of an American football field. But did the car fall apart or something? Like, well, did the no. driver just get so hungry that he started eating the, the I, car? I guess. I mean, well, Bruce, he was trying to save weight. Yeah, he was trying to save weight on the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, if you're wondering, yeah, they the, the one of the rules was that they had to eat the car after the the victory was mm. had. So, yeah, they. They just ate the car. Oh, after one sitting? Yeah. Well, everybody that was there in attendance, everybody just, everybody got oh, a piece okay. of the car. 
it's an amazing accomplishment. You guys don't find mm-hmm. this interesting? No? Car made a I cake? Mean, it's, it, uh, it's an interesting, fun thing to do, but as, uh, you know, what good does it do, though? Like, really? It's just something fun to do as a mm-hmm. hobby or a one-off. I guess. I don't know. It's an edible car. I mean, it's not every day you see a car made of cake, right? It's not every day you see that, especially yeah, a car that made it in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, it, I mean, it's more I, I take it more as like a, a publicity stunt than I, than anything. It's just, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to something more interesting then. Right. If that's not interesting enough. Right. Let's talk about something else. Light up tattoos. What do you guys think of those? Heck, yeah. Where, uh, where do I get one? Light up as in they emit light or light up as in they're photoluminescent or whatever so they scientists scientists have invented scientists have invented light up oled tattoos Hmm. Hmm. i mean if it's safe and whatnot and not gonna cause like cancer or some such then well that's okay because president biden's gonna cure that right that's that's oh that's true that's true he he did say you don't have to worry about that yeah well his his Um, his cancer initiative biden cancer initiative that's what it was yeah it's something like whatever's one of his charities yeah, it's the only place I've ever seen that's funneled in like five million dollars, and then they closed up shop. And yeah, four hundred thousand yeah. of that actually went to some place as a grant. The rest of it was used on salaries, and like, conferences, and yeah, 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 yeah. dinners. Uh, ta- and, yeah, tattoos are usually considered a form of personal expression, but a team of researchers in Europe have created what they're calling the world's first light emitting tattoo based on OLED screen technology. That besides presumably looking kind of cool, could also serve as a visible warning about potential health concerns. Oh, uh-huh. see, now I was liking it. I was yeah, like, OK, yeah, it yeah. sounds cool. I, yeah, uh-huh. I might give yeah. something like well, now Bruce, you're going go to go. You're not going to need you're not going to need that 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 QR code, that covid passport. You're not going to need that on your phone now or your watch. Yeah, you're just going to get a tattoo right on your seat. It's all convenient. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's convenient. Uh, I'll pass then at that, that point. I, yeah. It would have been fun to have these, something. But you've seen no, what these jokers no. are doing now. They're going out there, they're getting the tattoos of the, uh, the, that the vaccines that they're getting, the pharma company name, and then the name on the vial, like the number on the vial. Have you guys seen this? Like they're getting it like right here on their bicep. They'll get like the atomic symbol with uh, like Moderna, and then it'll show like the, like the, the, the barcode number on the, the uh, number. Yeah. On the on the vial, that's what they're doing. Awesome. They're putting it up on uh, on Twitter and and TikTok. Yeah. And so Facebook when the lawsuit, when they when they attempt to do a lawsuit and find out they can't sue, it's going to be great. Oh yeah, it's going to be nice. Yeah, it's going to be nice when they get some adverse because this is an emergency. Down the road. Um, yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> when their uh, when their immune system is so hyperinflated that it starts just literally giving you an autoimmune disorder and you're having all kinds of problems. Yeah, it's be great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Actually, I really feel bad for anybody that that you guys haven't seen that you haven't seen that people getting these tattoos like this no i've been too busy eating strange foods i I can attest to that i can attest to that he he, he's he showed up this morning with something in a bag and i'm like what in god he's holding this i i i personally thought what you were showing there i personally thought what you were holding up was one of these um uh these faraday cage sleeves that's what i thought Mm -hmm. it was that's what I thought it was. I thought, hey, because it was it was it was digital ACU camo. And I thought, all right, you know, he's he's got one of these pouches to throw all of his like electronic devices in from an EMP. I thought these are becoming popular. These things, mm-hmm. these little block it, you know, block it pocket things yes. or whatever they are. I've got those. Yeah, the, these sleeves. Yeah, the, these things are becoming popular. And I thought, hey, he's, he's got one of these things. OK, I, I was about to ask where he got it. But then he pulls out like this gallon Ziploc bag of like this sludge 
And I said, what on earth? He says, I'm doing research. <laughs> you know, we, we, and I said, do I even of, want to know what's in that bag? Go ahead, Bruce. Speaking of, sorry, I'm, I'm bringing it back to the tattoo stuff because I, I looked into it real quick. No, you're fine. And um, yeah. there was an article released back in December 30th of 2019 talking about how it is now possible to vaccinate or, or excuse me, tattoo your children with an invisible ink with the vaccination history. Oh, that you're able to use. That's a, a conspiracy device like like in, you know, blacklight or something that would cause the tattoo to become visible. That's a Take a theory. wild guess who's interested in this. What what foundation is interested in? Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I could be wrong on this one, but I'm just going to say uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah, yeah, they're listed yeah. In, by name in this article. Yeah, yeah, that was, and it's not like Microsoft has a patent on those things or anything like that that we covered here twice. Nah, it's not nah, like they the, they have that. Uh, let me see. So these things, um, these things are also talking about how, um, you know, that you see how they lead up to this. Tattoos are used by people to show their devotion to long extinct brands of MP3 players. I'm not, not even sure what that is. Or letting everyone know just how much they love their moms. Yeah, you know, the people that get the mom tattoo. The Zune, by the way, is one of the MP3 players that's long dead. Oh my god, I remember the zooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These big giant brick looking things that make self or that make smartphones today look like yeah. Actually, I I had a zoom and it was little. It was one of the small No, ones. no, no. This I remember the first ones that were like these mm-hmm. these blocks. Uh, you know, the like ones kind of like the the, uh, the Apple ones, whatever the I forget what those were called. Yeah, whatever the Apple ones. Those things were massive too. Well, Bruce, it just so happens. It just so happens. That since you mentioned that, I happen to have the very first iPod right here. Mm-hmm. That's the it, very iPod. first. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. The very first. This is the very first iPod they ever came out with. This one right here. This is and not only is this the very first iPod, this is the 80 gig iPod. And I had it personalized. I paid five hundred dollars for this thing when it first came out. Yeah. And I still oh, have it. God. I have and a I family have member that actually has one of those. They um, found it discarded by someone. And they they took it and it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. So they must have just dropped it or something. I saw something. Yeah, I saw something a while back. I saw something a while back that somebody and this is in really good condition. I mean, you guys can see this. I mean, there's like not really it's shiny. There's not Mm -hmm. really any scratches on it or anything Mm -hmm. except for the back here. You know, it's a little bit. How much are they now? This this Mm -hmm. one, this specific one right here. They say if you still have one of these things, Mm -hmm. then you can get up to a thousand dollars for them. You know, collectors will pay up to a thousand dollars for them. Uh, and I also happen to have my very first generation iPad that is that is the 64 gig 3G. And I paid a thousand dollars for that. It's sitting right up there on the shelf. Mm. And I'm sure at some point someone will be paying top dollar for those things, too. Why? I mean, there there isn't it a hard drive in there or did they this actually is literally this is literally uh, no, this is a hard drive. This is the spinny disk thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is so the spinny disk thing. If that's one of the first models, the drive could be bad in it by now. The hard drives only last. They just do it. They just do it to put years. it up on a shelf. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, just Trink collectors. It. And they say if it was personalized, you get even more money out of it. And mine is personalized. I have my name on the back of it in the laser etched by Apple. Why? I, I keep my own electronics personally. If if it's something to collect, like for example, Nintendo, I still have a Nintendo, but a, an iPod, like it, that one, is more of like a, a functional device. That I don't know. I, I don't. I guess I don't see keeping that one as a collector. I don't know. It's, but I still have one that I know. I still have it. 
But anyway, um, back to these tattoos. But they say there's also a precedent for tattoos being used as a medical tool, which you just described. Cancer patients undergoing radiation therapy are tattooed with small dots that are used as reference marks for precisely targeting the machines used for treatments during their repeat sessions, for example. The idea of personally augmenting one's skin with glowing art isn't really new. Uh, previously, this has been uh, this has involved biohackers implanting technologies like LEDs beneath the skin, and the results don't have much practical use besides attention grabbing or inviting questions about why someone would do that to themselves. Which is what I would ask: Why on earth would you do that? This new approach cool. to light, yeah, this new approach to light emitting tattoos is easier to apply, more practical, and temporary without requiring surgery to have it removed. So it's a stick-on kind of thing, I guess. So in a recently published paper in Electro Advanced Electronics Materials Journal, uh, ultra thin, ultra comfortable, and freestanding tattooable organic light emitting diodes. Scientists from the University of College London in the UK and the Italian Institute of Technology detail their new approach to the tattoos relies on the same organic light emitting diode technology featured in devices like more recent like the more recent iPhones as well as the recent crop of mobile devices featuring folding screens. The flexibility of an OLED display is important for this application given to for this application given human skin is so pliable and flexes and folds as the body moves. Interesting concept. Have you guys seen that new speaking of these these foldable phones? That's interesting on this. These foldable phones. You guys seen these things? Mm -hmm. I I know of the. I remember. But the I know when the they screens first came having out. issues. Yes. I I actually went on. Am There's an Amazon exclusive of one of these foldable phones. Have you guys seen this? It's called the 5G Razor. The you guys remember the Motorola Razor, right? Mm -hmm. From back in the, oh, yeah. the early 2000s, yeah. Yep. They've remade it into an Amazon exclusive. They've remade it into an Amazon exclusive, and it's called the uh, the foldable razor. And it's it looks pretty decent. I mean, it looks like they just literally took the razor and they brought it up to the modern age. I think they were having problems with that model, if I remember right. Or it was a model, maybe it was one of the early models of, of this. Um, they were having problems at the seam. Uh, but I don't actually, now that I say that, I don't think it was the foldable screens. I think it was the, I think they tried to do a model of, of foldable screen that wasn't actually this flexible material. It was more of a hinged thing. And it was the joint where the two screens met were the problem. The connections were poorly soldered. These foldable screens, this is not a new concept. I, I love how they're rolling yeah. this out in 2021. Let, let me explain. I remember in certain universities, in certain universities, one is a major university, 20 years ago, around the turn of the century, about 2001. This is long before flat screens even hit, okay? 20 years ago, there were universities that were working on roll-up televisions, roll-up televisions, something that you could unroll, plug in, and when you were done, you could roll it up and put it back in the container. This concept has been around for a long time, and now they're just now incorporating it. I, I find that really interesting. Yes, and uh, so I, I remember the first model. The first model I remember seeing was like it was a, a green color, like different hues of green. It wasn't actually a color display. Um, that was one of the first models that was flexible, and it was pretty flexible. I mean, the, the, the ratio you could bend it at was pretty, pretty substantial. But the thing about it is, is now they're OLED, OLED. Like that, that is like the best quality LED that we have. Like it, it, it does black that is actually black uh, color. Um, so it's not like the washed out white. Yeah. It's not like the, the washed out white or the grayish, you know, you can yeah. see that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, this is like legit looks like it's black. The other thing is too, is uh, the, the price range of this, right? 
it, it's just the same as the big flat screens back in the day when they first came out or the plasma screens or whatever. 20 grand. 10, 10 20 grand. Yeah. Now uh, there you, you can get one at Walmart for like 120 bucks. I yeah. mean, by the way, they're, they're to cheap. that point, don't ever go TV shopping with GP. Don't, don't ever do that. I, I was <laughs> I was in a store with GP and it, it was what was it, a couple of years ago. I was in a store with GP. We were walking around and we saw this. What was it like a 90 inch? Was like an well, no, it was like a hundred and twenty inch screen or it's LED huge, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it was massive. It was absolutely massive. I mean, it was the size of like we're sitting there, we're standing in front of it, and we're like looking up. And yes. I'm complaining because I'm looking at all the stuff around there. And this is after we got into the uh, the smartwatch argument about why I don't need one. I remember I I was saying, explain to me. Um, we're we're standing in front of this giant TV and this giant panel, and I said, explain to me this right here. I said, GP, explain to me why I need this. And he says, explain to me why I don't need this. This. <laughs> <laughs> the reason you need it is space. Because if you're, if you're, if it's, if your entertainment room is long, you need a big TV, but you got to well, make sure you have a good refresher. That's true. And I was explaining that. I said, you know, I, I really don't need to sit more than I don't need anything more than like a, a a 65 inch or whatever in hell it is I got down there. For the distance that I'm sitting away, it's more than adequate. And uh, then GP proceeded to, t- to tell me that, well, no, really, you only need four feet for something like this that we were standing in front of. That's adequate. So mm-hmm. if you're sitting four feet away from a 120 inch screen, yeah, that's that's adequate, apparently. Yeah, that's fine. I remember I looked at it. Tw- what was it? Uh, 10 years ago. So, no, I'm sorry. Like 15 years ago, I was looking at a uh, I was in an H.H. Craig uh, before they went out of business. Uh, I was looking at a 75 inch and it was one of those. It was one of the last models of that. Uh, the rear projections, you know, that had the bulb in it. And this, you know what? The salesman, he almost had me on it. He almost had me on it. And I actually went back and I bought a uh, I, w- I went back and I bought a 55 inch from him a couple of months later, uh, a flat panel, uh, sharp aquas. But he almost had me on the 75 inch. You know what almost sold me on it? It was right when it was right when Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what almost sold me on it. He says, yep. He says, you know what? He says, I've got this exact model. Of course, you know, he didn't. He says, I got this exact model. And he says, I play Call of Duty on this. And he says, what would you do with it? And I thought, you know, I just got Call of Duty. <laughs> I just got a new <laughs> Xbox. That would go great with this TV. Mm-hmm. And I almost bought it. I almost bought it, but I didn't. Anyway. All right. We, uh, it's good we thing are you didn't because the refresh rates are terrible. Yeah, well, at the time, you know, at the time, it was uh, we, we weren't oh. concerned about refresh rates. Uh, the smart TVs were literally just starting to come in, literally just starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, all right, we are going to have to go. We are out of time this morning. So thank you guys for sitting down this morning. We'll see you guys later on this afternoon. Thank yeah. you to all the listeners. For all these topics more, please check us out later on today. And I hope everyone has a great morning.